0: Up everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brandon's Face, the podcast about a playlist. I am one half of your hosting duo. My name is Jonathan Beardsley. As always, I'm joined by one of my best friends, fellow music nerd, and titular face of the podcast, Brandon May. Brandon, how you doing,
1: buddy? Today, I am doing well. John, you're also one of my best friends. Aw, thank you. <laughs> well, I am currently
0: freezing my ass off in Portland, Oregon, but... I have a cup of coffee and a playlist of music to break down with you. So I am very excited nonetheless. But before we get into it, if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Brandon's Face Pod. If you want to shoot us a message, that's probably the best way to contact us as of now. You can find us on our own website now at brandonsface.com. And you should be able to listen to us with this episode on Spotify. So make sure to follow us wherever you can, support us any way you can. We really appreciate it. With that out of the way, you ready to get into this, buddy? I'm ready to get into this, my man. Let's go. All right. First up, we got an EPU dragged on here, and I'm going to struggle to say the name of the group, so I apologize to them if I offend them, but I'm going to say Trice with their EP, Sonnet Pacific. Uh, This is great. I've never heard of this group before, but I already love them. Their sound is this weirdly perfect combination of French house, disco, and city pop. The whole EP is great. The clear standout for me was the title track. Uh, It's just outstanding. It wouldn't have felt out of place on Daft Punk's last album, which is a pretty crazy thing to say. I love everything about this. Uh, what are your thoughts on it?
1: So I love this. Um, I, uh, it's like, it's like almost weird that I had never heard of them. Um, I I really like international artists and, um, you know, most of it's from Australia, but, um, I do, I, I do, I did really enjoy this man. Um, I actually threw this EP on here, uh, from 2014, because it was recommended on one of the Coachella forums that I that I frequent. I don't know if you know this about me, John. I'm a huge fan of that festival, and um, they on the on these forums, they will have. There's a lot of threads on um, if you like this artist, then you'll like this artist. And this group kept coming up. in, if you like Justice, you're gonna like this. And I th- and I said to myself, mm, bet. And then I threw it on and I was like, okay, nope. I get this. That's that's correct. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. hundred percent. And so, yes, I am very familiar with your love of Coachella. We've actually been together. I think I remember watching Jack's mannequin right next to you one year. If yeah, I man. am remembering correctly. Good times.
1: Was it Jack's mannequin or was it Andrew McMahon in the wilderness?
0: It was Jack's mannequin. Jack's Cause mannequin. I
1: remember dark blue. Yep um oh, great show so great is this band. band
0: playing coachella this year or are they just being mentioned on the subreddit
1: they are they are on the lineup um they're playing this year um and one of my favorite things to do obviously when coachella lineups come out regardless of whether or not i'm going um i like to go and find some bands that are bands or groups or djs or producers that i've never heard of and and it really t- it tends to expand my my taste a little bit and i typically like to do that with uh with the undercard um because yeah, the magnifying you know, glass names on the flyer exactly man I mean and if you did that uh, in 2013 you'd see a little tiny name called cascade um, and so there's it's uh, it's kind of cool man it's it's kind of cool doing that and so uh, we'll actually get back to this subject a little later in the podcast but we can move on from uh, from Sonata Pacific for sure that was a great find. thanks for throwing it on um next up we have a single from
0: buddy wait too long featuring blast is i think how you pronounce it Blix. Uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> i really like this song i think buddy is criminally underrated if you haven't heard his album harlan and alandra please listen to it immediately i think this is the rollout for a new album. In fact, I'm sure it is. That album is going to be called Super Ghetto, and it drops March 25th. How did you feel about this track? Uh,
1: this fucking rips, bro. Uh, I hadn't heard of either right? of either of these people, um, but I really enjoyed this man. I was bobbed.
0: Yeah, it's got a good flow to it. Um, this might be a dead week. Maybe I'll throw Buddy's debut album on to catch you up. Next up, we have future islands king of sweden i can definitely fuck with this it's a weird bizarre blend of synth
1: pop and alternative indie rock that somehow works how are you liking this love it man future islands is that uh that dad synth indie that i just fucking love and yeah i'm, I'm here for it. no no album announcement yet um i think we, we've talked about a single of theirs a, a handful of times um, at least once but um, they put out an album in 2020 which I really enjoyed um, and I like a lot of their music there's uh there's an album that I think is just wall-to-wall bangers um, and it is the far field their 2017 album and it is just it's a it's an indie rock uh, pillar I think so if you haven't listened to that listen to that because it, it is more of this I think I've
0: heard it before, but I'll definitely check it out again on your recommendation. Um, next up, we have Health and Lamb of God, Cold Blood. This is really good. We <laughs> covered Health a few times on this podcast. I feel like they always come. They always come with like this super collaborative approach, and they they kind of sound like whoever they're working with, but it's not a bad thing they have to be one of the most collaborative bands in rock music with how much they work with these other big groups lamb of god do their thing on this track it's nothing we haven't heard from them before but it's nice to get some metal to cover again i'm sure you were happy about that
1: finally some good fucking metal man oh my <laughs> god randy blythe is just a fucking beast uh so this project is actually going to be pretty cool. It's called Disco Four Part Two. I guess there was a Part One that maybe we haven't checked out. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm definitely going to check out the Part One. Um, it's set to release on four eight. This is the third single from this uh, from this project. Uh, the first one was Nine Inch Nails that they collabed with. The second one was Poppy. Not a big fan of Poppy on the on the on their regular music side, but I did enjoy their Health collaboration and this Lamb of God piece. So. Um, yeah, this, was a, this is a metal banger, man. This is good. I listened to this a number of times. Yeah.
0: yeah, we covered the Nine Inch Nails song and the Poppy song. I'm looking forward to that release. That should be interesting to break down. I'll throw it on if I see it. Cool. Uh, next up, we got Fontaine's DC. I love you. I, I love you too, John. Ab- <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another great song. Uh, I'm struggling to find a way to define their music though. Down tempo, punk rock, aggressive indie rock on Wikipedia. It says post-punk, but I'd rather shoot myself. than <laughs> say The word post to define a genre of music, <laughs> um, whatever it's called. I like it. Someone needs to
1: put them on tour with King rule immediately. Uh, yeah, man, this is catchy as fuck. Um, I love Fontaine's DC. They released uh, an album in 2020. Um, it, it was on a number of albums of the year. I think it's called The Hero's Death. Yep. And uh, it's very good. I think that they should go on tour with Idols and also with uh, King Cruel. Um, yeah, man. I think it's called Post Punk. I think that's what this is. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs>
0: uh, this is a single off of their upcoming album, Skin to Fia, which comes out April 22nd. So yes, we'll be covering it that. does.
1: Yes, we will. I'm excited for that. Me
0: too. Next up, we have one you and I were both highly anticipating. Alan Raymond with his next single, Bye Bye Blondie. I think it's pretty obvious. I fucking love this. I'm still the <laughs> wolf outside your door. I'm still a filthy little whore. Are the exact kind of lyrics I expect and want when I hit play on an Alan Raymond song. Uh, we're now less than a month away from Roadhouse Two, and I can't wait to hear what this album sounds like front to back. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this was another banger, man. I'm. Uh, is this? This is probably going to be the last single that we hear until the album drops, and I kind of don't want to listen to the next single. I kind of want to put all of these in the context of his album. So I'm just, I'm, I'm ready, man. Let's go. Fair,
0: fair. Next up, we have the colleagues and Freddie Gibbs Rolex. Jesus Christ, uh, Freddie Gibbs does more in two minutes than most modern rappers do over the course of an album. He's just the absolute best. It's incredible. More to man. say
1: about that. it's incredible, man. He's the he's the goat right now, man. And fuck, dude, I don't care who the yeah. colleagues are. This is a Freddie Gibbs song.
0: Yes, I agree. I hope that the colleagues, I'm assuming they're a, a producer or a group of producers. Hopefully they contributed to Triple S when that comes out because I really like the the flow of them working together. This is good.
1: So question for you. Freddie Gibbs is on the Coachella lineup and he is on the Coachella lineup with Mad Lib. Do you think mm-hmm. that means anything for the upcoming release? Do you think he worked do we you think we're gonna get another, you know, another bandana yeah, there, or another pinata?
0: no it's not going to be all mad lib it's mad lib will do a song or two for sure and i think he's confirmed that much so i imagine if the album isn't out by that point that we will hear a new song or two
1: Nice. I'm excited. He's for
0: been that. previewing some new shit on social media when he's not banned on social media. So
1: Wait, he gets banned, banned from social check- media?
0: Oh my God, constantly. He's had to make <laughs> Instagram like four times, dude. It's hilarious. Um, Jesus. I'll, I'll share some of some legendary pretty good social media moments with text. Love but that. Let's move on. We got a new one from Lucky Day NWA featuring Lil Durk. I think this is a solid one not my favorite of the singles he's released during this album rollout so far but not bad either his voice sounds good it's catchy the instrumental's good obviously i could have personally done without the little dirk verse uh i I just think anybody that knows us knows that anytime you see like a name like that pop up we're probably not going to receive it well but I think despite that, at the end of the day, the song works. What did you think about it?
1: Yeah. Meh. It was okay.
0: It's just my, my bias of r love setting in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just not uh, my jam, man. It's just not my he, jam. He confirmed his album Candy Drip comes out March 10th. So I can't wait to review that one in full sure you're gonna hate it i'm sure i'm gonna love it it's gonna be awesome all right uh <laughs> next up we have kid cuddy and Nigo. want it bad i really wanted to like this cuddy is a really good dude and i don't want to say anything negative about him but this one just didn't do it for me if this, yeah, this was is a 2010 mess. yeah if this was 2010 and he was playing audiotistic Then I could fuck with this, but the instrumental just feels so dated. Now Despite kid Cudi being the top billed name on this. I think this is another single off Nego's upcoming album.
1: Yeah, this is, it's just a miss, man. It's okay. He's allowed to miss. Yeah,
0: I agree that he earned it. Yeah.
1: Audio Tistic 2010. That sounds like a good time, bro.
0: He played it. (laughs) Were you there? I can't remember.
1: I went Oh nine. So gotcha. Yeah.
0: And then what DJ. was the tear gas here? Oh no, that was hard. Yeah, that, okay. was, that
1: was hard. I think that was 09, too though. I uh at Audiotistic Autistic 09, I saw Craze, and uh it was it was life changing, man. Seeing that guy DJ in like an empty room because everybody was at Afrojack. I was like, Yeah, man, this is it yeah
0: seeing craze dj live is just one of the like top moments of my life and i've seen him i think three times every time is just so memorable there's no one that is as in the moment when they're performing like he is it's insane to watch him do what he does um if you've never seen craze perform please see if he's playing at a club near you it will be one of the greatest shows you've ever seen i promise you that yes it will be um all right next up we got russ with another song real so i usually only like one russ song per year and this is the second one i've liked in two months his instrumentals are so simple but they're so good his lyrics can be super cringe at times but so can a lot of other artists i like so i really don't knock him for that what did you think about this one
1: it's actually not my favorite of the most recent releases but um it's not bad
0: yeah it's definitely more r&b i think i gravitate towards it more because of the instrumental but wait 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 are you a fan of r and i also like Genesis series by zoo i don't know <laughs> if i told you this um all right so uh we got another one by matt lange quiet symphony what the fuck is this acoustic house western techno i don't like it at all it's a very disappointing follow-up to ordinary love no i hate this
1: wow that's surprising to me i did i didn't enjoy it no all right no you You enjoyed it i did okay maybe i I have a bias i don't uh, there's only like a handful of matt lynch songs i dislike and um I mean, I'm going to listen to this again now, but I, I remember I listened to it. I know at least twice. And I, I, I didn't have the ears to, to turn it off love
0: it and then listen to it. And then just <laughs> like, okay. you know, you, you should, you kind of know the way my brain works at this point. Um, But yeah, I think based on the album art, maybe this is an album rollout. If he does have him, an album coming out soon, I'm very excited to hear it in full, despite my reaction to
1: this song. Yeah. Same. This dude's a beast. Uh-huh. Did you know that he's oh. won four Grammys? No, I had no idea. I that's don't know insane. what four, but I saw, saw somewhere that he had won four Grammys. And I was like, the fuck, how is this guy not huge, man? I think it's, I yeah, think they're all like look into that. I think that's they're all production easy. credits or something, but still.
0: Yeah. That's still very impressive. Yeah. That's not an accomplishment. A lot of much better known artists have. So props to him. That's it. Right. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have Ed Sheeran Bad Habits featuring Bring Me the Horizon. I don't really know what to say about this. <laughs> the live version of this that they did at the Brit Awards was horrible. This isn't much better, but it's mixed a little bit better. It literally just sounds like they took. The original acapella for Bad Habits and put it over a generic modern Bring Me the Horizon instrumental. They try to make you think it's going to be a lot heavier than it is, but Ollie doesn't scream until the last 15 seconds. Everything about this song and that performance was just way too try hard for me. Did you feel any differently?
1: Um, seven. There's seven millennial whoops in this song <laughs> from Bring Me the Horizon i'm just i'm done man i'm just so done with this band dude Uh, sadly i'm not i'm always the
0: michael scott meme that i'm ready to get hurt again (laughs) every time i enjoy like (laughs) i do prefer you know suicide season through simp eternal more than i've enjoyed our last two or three projects but I do like the band they are now. And I think for what modern rock music has become, they don't make bad music, but,
1: oh man, it's just. Bring me the horizon them... is Papa is the Papa Roach of deathcore, And what really pisses fair. me off John is that, that the scream at the end proves that he can still do it. Of I, I I thought well maybe he maybe maybe his vocal cords are fucked up you know and like maybe he's just trying to protect his voice and you know maybe you know maybe we'll get another like couple of full songs I'm not even like expecting a full album of you know Suicide Season style music anymore but like I'm hoping for a song or two but like nah man I'm just okay this, hold on I'm. not going to defend them as a band because i think they've gone downhill
0: but i do think that they've done what people are asking them to do they're never going to do pray for plagues too but if you go off like their last ep the post-human survival horror one yeah it has weird shit like parasite E. but dear diary and teardrops are both great songs and dear diary is like thrash the entire time um i i recommend going back and listening to that
1: maybe because
0: I think a lot of their modern stuff gets lumped together unfairly when they do try to appease their past fans, but no, they, even on recent tours, they've done medleys of stuff from like, you know, pray for plagues and suicide season, but that's just not the band they are anymore. It's very similar to panic at the disco. I'm not a fan of anything they made after nine in the afternoon and when you see them live you might get nine in the afternoon and i write sins and you think oh everyone's got to be mad about this no there's an entire generation of fans that they have that discovered them after those years that love them for the stuff they discovered them from and it's hard to accept but it's definitely the reality of the
1: situation okay i will go back and listen to it just because you you asked me to okay thank you buddy
0: that's all all i want (laughs) all right next up we got bob moses never ending i thought this one was okay i didn't like it as much as the other singles their new album comes out march 4th so we're gonna hear it pretty fucking soon what did you think of
1: this single is it march 4th their album i believe so maybe okay awesome. I thought it was 429 for some reason. Uh, I liked this song. I like Bob Moses. Uh, the music video for this song is really cool. I think as a photography, uh, nerd, I think you, I think you would appreciate it. So I, uh, I recommend checking out the music video for this song. Um, it's not their best song ever, but I really do. I really did enjoy this one, man. I think we've got some cool, uh, I think we've got some major music, like instrumental growth, like, uh, growth as musicians and uh i think this next album is going to be really neat
0: i agree i'm looking forward to it uh this one was just missing the guitars that last single had the guitars and i was like oh this is it but (laughs) this one just felt like it was missing a layer still a good track though fair fair next up we got jack harlow nail tech so the reason i threw this one on is the same reason i threw that Nicki minaj one on I think you and I are very quick to like scroll past whatever the first song on new music Friday is because we just ignore mainstream culture a lot of the time if it's not an artist we're just quickly familiar with I suppose you and I both know Jack Harlow we have both probably heard what's popping at least 10 fucking times willingly or not and I felt like he gets a lot of buzz so I'd throw this on here I'm disappointed by it though man i it's a good flow, but it's just another generic triumphant horns banger. Like we got with Joey badass and the revenge. Did did you feel any differently?
1: I think that Jack Harlow is a great guilty pleasure rapper where you don't need to listen to the lyrics. It's just, it's just his confidence that kind of helps him flow through the songs. He's got great producers working behind him. And I think that's basically it. Um, it's, it's, it's all, I think, I think almost by default, it's going to be overrated, but it's catchy. It's going to be all over the radio. Right. So oh, for sure. Yeah. I will say that he promotes, uh, he, he does promote for new balances and, uh, I'd like to do that.
0: out. I'd like to do that. <laughs> Thank you for breaking that up. I saw that news get announced like the day before the track came out and I was like, oh my God, I'm hoping Brandon's seeing this because. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, geez. Did they miss an opportunity by not signing you, buddy? Um, <laughs> I there's think, I, next time.
1: I think they even did a collab, although I'm not 100% sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure even if it's a shoe they just had laying around and they could stamp his name on it and sell it for a few extra bucks. They that's what they did. But
1: I'm not mad at I'm not mad at it. Go new balance Neither.
0: Neither. Um next up we got Krongbin and Leon Bridges, Texas Moon EP. This was solid, but not really memorable to me. I don't really have much to say about it other than it's okay. I think Chocolate Hills is the best song on it. And we talked about that track when it came out a few weeks ago. Did you have any standouts?
1: So this is actually the second installment of their Texas project with Leon Bridges. Um, And they did a Texas sun and now this is Texas moon. I think it is kind of supposed to be kind of different. I'm, I'm sure everybody gets the, gets the, the phrasing here. Um,
0: Explain it to me. Like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> <I am>.
1: So <laughs> you want to open the lemonade stand. All right. So uh, th- I actually dude, I really liked this. It's not, it's not something that I'm going to go back to a lot, um, but it is something that is really easy to listen to. It's musically like instrumentally. It's fucking great. Um, but, uh, but it's just not memorable. Like you said, um, I think Leon Bridges does a really good job doing vocals over the music. I mean, his voice is strong. The instrumentals are strong. It's just not. It's just not memorable. I can dig that. I agree. My standout was Chocolate Hills because it's the catchiest on, on, on the EP.
0: Oh, it's a jam for sure. I wish that the whole EP had the same level of greatness that that song does, but it just doesn't really live up. Oh, are you ready to move on? I am. All right. Next up, we got Whistleface with a new one. Talk. You want to tell us why you threw this one on here?
1: So uh, Reddit in the last year or so has been trying out this new live feature where you can scroll through people's live feeds. And uh, every once in a while, I will be up late on a Friday or a Saturday and, uh, you know, 1, 2 a.m. rolls around and I scroll through Reddit and I will see Whistleface doing a live mix and it's always like really good it's uh kind of dark on the darker end of the techno tech house spectrum and uh i followed him on spotify so i didn't forget who he was um because he's clearly an independent artist you know i think he has 1800 monthly listeners on spotify or something like that um just wanted to show some love over to him actually and uh i This is a decent track. It's not amazing. You can tell that he's young uh, in the production, uh, in the production world or, um, you know, something along those lines. I think it lacks a a certain layer, but I thought it was really, I did think it was good. So what did you think?
0: Uh, I thought it could use a little more polish too, but I, I agree. It's really fun. Maybe a bit too brief, but it's definitely a pretty track. I like it.
1: I think it's for mixing. I think it's just so he has a placeholder to mix, which is something that, um, I think, uh, I think everybody's guilty of a little bit. I won't judge. All right, you ready <laughs> to move on? Let's do it. All right, next up we got Beats
0: Antique Desert Dream. You and this fucking weird ass snake charming <laughs> rave music brandon uh this i like this definitely song. a beats
1: antique song
0: <laughs> yes i like this song more than the last song of theirs that you added but it still sounds like music to sacrifice things too but not like in a metal way in a witchy way i suppose <laughs> uh did you like this one
1: are you saying you're opposed to seances
0: I am right next to Salem, Oregon. I am all <laughs> about this life, my
1: friend. Uh, I I I like it, man. I think it's weird. I think it's I think it's different. I think that it is very Burning Man, Do Lab, lightning in a bottle. I think that it's very, uh, it's different, bro. There's nobody else making music like this besides Dirtwire, and Dirtwire is Beats Antique is part of the band Dirtwire. So like I I that they're like the only ones making music like this that i know of if anybody's listening correct me
0: you know what you defining them as lightning in a bottle type music made me hate them a little less so props (laughs) to you for them all right nice (laughs) next up we got moat with their song paradise the amy remix i'm sure i butchered that i think it's ame Ame? That, i have that no looks idea about, right sure we'll go with ame i like
1: that i have a feeling that the little thing over the a is more fashion than it is function but i could be wrong uh
0: who in this track do you know are you an ame fan or a remote fan or did you just find this randomly okay and how you liking this one
1: uh ame does great techno in my opinion they've put out a couple of things on um uh, Tale of Us's record label. What is it? Afterlife Recordings. Um, I love the strings. Uh, I hate a couple of things about this track, but I can't really make up my mind, man. There's like it's it like like parts of this track are like really good, and then parts of them just like don't make sense. I I, I don't know. I threw it on because it was Amé, and I you know I you know I need my techno fix every once in a while, and uh, yeah, I've just, I guess I've just been searching for techno, nerd, not really looking for new techno. And so I'm just kind of relying on Spotify to tell me who's releasing what. And uh, this was not it, ma'am. Did you like it?
0: Uh, I liked the keys and the baseline, but not really the song as the whole. It had an OK bounce to it, but not something I'm going to be
1: revisiting. Yeah, fair. I mean, me neither. Let's move on.
0: OK, next up. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I have to say, it. OK, um, <laughs> We got The Crystal Method with Post Punk featuring Iggy Pop. It is not a genre of music. It is the title of a song. Um, I don't know if it's because of the song name, but this is a miss for me. I really liked the hard edge that he brought to his remix of Ordinary Love by Matt Lange. But this just felt like too far of a reach. It feels more bloody beat roots than Crystal Method to me.
1: What do you think? I think the Bloody Butte Roots copy the crystal method. And I think they have for a long time. But um, they I, I don't like that it's featuring Iggy Pop, because Iggy Pop's not on this song. They had to put that on there to pay him royalties for the samples they used, um, which is, in my opinion, one of the least punk things for a legendary punk rocker to do, force people to pay yeah. for their samples. Take your money under um, the table. Right, exactly. Go roll around in some gra- some glass again, Aggie. Um, They actually have a new album coming out on the 15th of April, which I'm going to be throwing on, so we will be reviewing the whole thing in its, in its entirety. Um, I think uh, I liked it. Fun thing I learned when you added this song and I looked
0: into Crystal Method, one of them retired, and it's just one guy now. I oh, didn't know that.
1: today I learned. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: little note little (laughs) note
1: all right next up
0: we got jonas saulback headlights the fur coat remix i think this one's featuring angus powell i feel like there's a song every episode where my notes just say techno or trance that that, (laughs) this is that song for this episode
1: the back half of this song is insane bro oh and nuts (laughs) fucking nuts oh man fur coat did it again (laughs) Yeah, this is good this is good terrific thank you for a cup
0: thank you uh next up we got a remix of in the dark by purple disco machine and sophie giant this is the oliver Heldon's remix i think this is a good remix for live shows but i still like the original more
1: Yeah, that's kind of what my notes say, too. The original version of this song is very good, and the remix is also very good. Um, But I I will say um, I like that Oliver Heldens kept Sophie and the Giants' voice as the main part of the song. That's what stands out to me the most, is that her voice just is ubiquitous in this song insofar that the music doesn't take anything away from it. And she's kind of the driving force of the song. So I I liked that. That's a good note, actually. I really like it when remixes preserve the
0: integrity of the lead vocal. I like the song to still be recognizable in some form. Manipulate it all you want, but make it still recognizable of what the song is. All yep. right, you ready to move on? Let's do it. We got Fred again and India Jordan. Admit it, you don't want to. Uh <laughs> Really creative way to build a song using mostly loops, I think. But I, this was a weird one. I liked it. I'm really not sure how I felt about it like long term. What What did you think?
1: So um, this is another one of those artists that I find on uh, the Coachella subreddit, Coachella forums and, and other things. And if you like insert house music artists, you'll like Fred again. And he like kept coming up and it kept like bothering me that i guess i hadn't heard him so i i I saw this i saw this post up this is a new one from him um people can't stop talking about him i really liked this it is rudimentary but i still really liked it it's it's he's using old sounds sounds that i haven't heard since the early 2000s um like that synth line um that he uses throughout this song um I have not listened to much of his music except for this, but um, it is enti- enticing me to go listen to more of it. Um, I really wanted to hear what your thoughts were because I, I put this on and I was like, I, I don't know, man. And then, uh, and then you're the same, man. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, if you really liked it, I'm all revisited. I really only listened to it the two times when I kind of was just doing my notes and it, was kind of in one ear out the other both times. It wasn't something really memorable to me, but I thought it was good.
1: You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, um, like, do you remember when, uh, Sonny Moore did his project sunny before he did mm-hmm. Skrillex gypsy hook? Yep. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that where you can tell he's a young producer. You can tell he's just fucking around with FL Studio um, or Ableton, and he's able to put things into a structure that kind of works. But um, I, think, uh, I think I think I think it should. I think I think he should blossom into something into something bigger and better. Um, maybe I'll listen to more of his music also because I I wasn't turned off at all by this, um, but it was uh, interesting. So figured I'd share some for sure i appreciate it yeah all right moving on we have destiny
0: by destroy rebuild until god shows drugs yes uh i am so fucking stoked to see drugs releasing new music i'm not sure if you or any of our listeners know who this band is so i'll do a little History lesson.
1: Craig fucking uh, Owens, bro. Yes.
0: Yes. Craig Owens, who rose to scene fame as the iconic frontman of Chiodos. After their first two albums, he left the band or was let go of the band for reasons unknown to the public. And after leaving Chiodos, he started joining and founding a variety of side projects, such as Cinematic Sunrise, Isles and Glaciers, a self titled solo project, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows and has most recently been performing and releasing music under the name Bad X Channels, not including his work in the um, Sound of Animals Fighting discography as well. So he's a busy dude, but uh, Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Chose, or Drugs is the band we're talking about right now. They released their first album back, their first and only album back in 2011 If you haven't heard it, then we should definitely throw it on the playlist next week because I think you'll like it. Uh, This album was produced by Howard Benson, who produced classics like Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance, as well as countless others. This album is as good as you think it would be for Howard Benson producing a Craig Owens band, but it just didn't really seem to gain popularity outside of the people who were big Craig Owens fans at the time. The scene was kind of on its last breath and was going through that weird transitional phase from being cool new thing to assumed to be nostalgic thing. And the only bands doing big numbers at the time were Bring Me the Horizon, Pierce the Veil, and Sleeping with Sirens. So by 2012, Craig Owens was back in Shiotos and Drugs officially disbanded. I'm not sure if they have plans for a new album or if this is just a one-off single, but they are currently on tour, so I don't think this is it for them quite yet. There's been some lineup changes though that I noticed. The band used to have Matt Good from From First to Last and Nick Martin of Sleeping with Sirens, but is now just comprised of Craig Owens doing lead vocals, Jonah Weinhofen, Weinhofen, who was previously in I Killed the Prom Queen, Bring Me the Horizon and Bleeding Through, as well as Aaron Patrick on bass, who was recently in All That Remains. What do you think of this song?
1: Well, uh, number one, I fucking love the song. Um, and, uh, I'm a big Craig Owens fan. Um, huge Chiodos fan back in the day, man. All's well that ends well is uh, a, uh, it's an, it's an iconic piece of art just front to back. Um, top 10 scene album uh, easy. (laughs) Like, like no doubt, man. It's super easy. Um, yeah, I really liked this and, uh, I'm, I I hope this is a new album. I have listened to the first album from drugs, but honestly I had forgotten about them, man. Um, and I think it's because like you said, the scene was dying. Uh, the scene was all but dead in 2011, you know, I mean, 2006 to 2009, those were, those are the years, man, you know, like Mm -hmm. that was a great three year run for, for pop punk and emo and screamo and hardcore. And it was, uh, uh, I think it was a, a forgotten album, but, uh, yeah, I'm down to throw it on next week so we can chat about it because uh, it's been a long time since since I've listened to that one. Um, sure. As soon as I uh, as soon as I saw you through this on the album or on the playlist, and I, I went ahead and you know listened to the song, took my notes. I immediately threw on All's Well That Ends Well because you know have to you have to. So. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, Katie and I listen to All's Well That Ends Well at least once a month. That's that's a staple in this. Yeah, it's a, this it's house. a good album. Dude, I I am obsessed with that album. We should do a
1: top 10 scene albums pod one day. That'd be fun. I think we definitely should do something uh about the scene cuz uh the the kids, the the kids nowadays are trying to bring emo back, bro. <sighs>
0: That's a conversation for co- another it's pod. It's it's coming back, I can't back, even man. get into that yet. Oh man. <sighs> <laughs> okay. So next up we have the Afghan wigs. I'll make you see God. This is one you just threw on yesterday. So really fresh song. I think it's fantastic, but I have no idea who this band is. Should I? Uh,
1: Yes, absolutely. You should. Uh, This was a huge surprise. Um, The Afghan wigs are a band from the early nineties. They, they started releasing music. I think 1990 was their first album. And, uh, They have made some great, I don't know if you want to call it alternative rock, just rock. You want to call it grunge. It kind of fits in that kind of category. Um, And uh, yeah, man, they put out some great fucking music. And it's weird because you think about bands that have been like, I think about this all the time, where the Rolling Stones and the Beatles overshadowed probably. Hundreds, if not thousands, of bands of that time, and I'll probably never get to hear a lot of the music that would have been really good. I think Nirvana band, bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden overshadowed bands like the Afghan Wigs, where you've got great music pu- getting pumped out, but it's just not enough to compete in that kind of market. I think they did great numbers back in the day, but um. I saw this song come out and I was tripping. I thought Spotify must have made a mistake. Right. So I I, I listened to it and I was like, nope, that's that's Greg Dooley, that's the lead singer. It's definitely the <laughs> Afghan Wicks. And uh I, I searched online, I couldn't find fucking anything, man. It wasn't anywhere. There was no announcement, there was no press, there was no there was no this is coming out sort of thing. They just put it out at nine o'clock p.m. Uh, uh pacific standard time and uh i i listened to it like five times that night it was it's it's very good it fucking rips now that it's been a few days we have um uh, maybe two days yesterday it's uh-huh. been a day um and uh they have announced that uh this is their song number one, so Spotify didn't fuck up, and uh, it, it it's actually going to be featured in Gran Turismo Seven, um, which is which I think is really fucking cool. I think it's going to be great for that game, and I would be very surprised if we don't have an impending album by the end of this year.
0: Fuck yeah, that's awesome, dude! If I can't you, wait to. If you have not heard hear the shit. Afghan
1: Wigs, if you really if you think next week's going to be a slow week, I'm gonna throw some Afghan Wigs on the on the playlist so we can talk about it next week.
0: Yeah, do your favorite album or like a medley of your favorite songs, for sure. Yeah, man, we will do. Sounds good. So next up, we got Coheed and Cambria, The Liars Club. They have not lost a fucking step, man. This is a solid track. I'm picking up a little bit of My Chemical Romance, Black Parade vibes from it, but it's good shit.
1: What'd you think? This Coheed has to be one of the most consistent bands of ever like they just yes, totally. it's 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 insane they're very good uh this uh, it's funny my uh, brother-in-law shout out to logan went and saw cohen and cambria at pappy and harriet's and um Ended up and they ended up premiering the song there uh, at the live show and he couldn't stop talking about it. Somebody had taken a video, he couldn't stop listening to it. He was like, they've got to release it. And uh, he beat me to he beat me to I I went to go text him the link to the song and he beat me to it by about two minutes. So Um, but uh, (laughs) yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. Claudio's voice is fucking great on this one. Um, and uh, I'm excited for more. New album comes out on 527. Um, I forget what it's called at the moment, but I know that it comes out in May, late May.
0: We will definitely be covering it.
1: Yes, yes, we will.
0: All right. So that wraps it up for the singles and EPs for the week. You ready to move on to the albums?
1: Please tell me about your what you thought about Marty Robbins, sir. All right.
0: So first up, we got Marty Robbins' Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs. This is one you threw on because last week you'd mentioned during our Orville Peck Bronco chapter one review that this is your favorite country album of all time. I was very excited to hear it. Uh, I can't believe I've never heard this album before. It's incredible. Within Isn't it? five minutes of starting this, I was playing Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> when did Western music become country music, you know? Right. Uh, I'm glad artists like Orville Peck are trying to keep aspects of this era alive. I noticed that a few of the songs had a really high play count. So I looked into it and apparently a song or two from this album was on an old timey radio station in Fallout 4, which led to an entirely new generation of people discovering this album and the fucking incredible songs within it it's just another example of how great music really does transcend generations. And this is just perfect, man. Uh, Songs that my grandparents listened to are now playing in modern video games. That's just really, really cool to me. Yeah. I love breaking down new music with you, but like learning about the historical significance of albums is fucking incredible to me too. I just love the process. And as somebody who primarily listens to r rap, pop, and EDM, I wasn't sure how much I would like this, but it's just a great album, honestly. Like, the title says exactly what you're getting. I personally like <laughs> Yeah, the there's Gunfighter no hyperbole ballad. there. <laughs> no, no, it's very literal. Uh, personally, I like the Gunfighter ballads a little more than the Trail songs, but his <laughs> voice is so good that I was legitimately captivated listening to him sing about drinking cold water. Right. Um, yeah. Thanks for showing me this album, man. I gave it a You're 10 welcome, out of 10. Big Iron and El Paso were my easy standout.
1: It's a perfect album, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, this is, this is, yeah, this is after hearing it, you can hear the influence it had on music after it. I think one of the, when I looked at it up on Wikipedia, like one of the quotes was like one of the best post-World War II pieces of music, which <laughs> Hell of a declaration. Yeah, right. right?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, this was great. It blew me away, man. So you know how much I like story albums. And this is this is that, man. You've got you've got uh, what is it? They're hanging me tonight where he talks about his girl cheating on him. So he kills them both (laughs) like this. This album, man, it's so (laughs) special. You see why you see why when I heard Orville Peck, I was like, oh, got to listen to Marty now. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's just like. Whenever you
0: hear something good about that type of music, you want to enjoy the other best parts of it. And now, like, when I hear shit like that, it's going to make me gravitate towards albums like this as well. This was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, man. And so... His inflection as he's speaking and singing. God, his voice is beautiful. The simple instrumentation, just M- Marty's voice is just, oh, wow, man. Uh, the way each song tells a story, I just, I find this album comforting, man. It's uh, it, it's funny, though, when you listen to it, the lyrics are kind of like a combination of wholesome love songs and uh you know, gnarly murder. So there's that. It's kind of like, I, I really wish, I really wish like brother Lynch hung could like take the lyrics to they're hanging me tonight and put it <laughs> over, put it over some, <laughs> some sack down fucking gangster rap beats. Cause I think it would translate. I really do. It's not instrumentally like incredible, right? Like it's really simple. Um, But it's, 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 it's this is an amazing album, man. Um, it works. There's no skips. It's a ten out of ten, man. Running gun, I think, is my favorite. What was your favorite again? Uh I liked Big
0: Iron and El Paso.
1: El Paso's good. El Paso's a good one. Yeah, man. This is my favorite country album. I'm glad I'm glad I got to show it to you. Yeah, it's Definitely mine,
0: but that's not a high bar for me yet. So we'll I mean, see. it's
1: not a high bar for me either. But when you hear when you hear country today, and every time I think of country music, this album comes to mind. I can't listen to the new country because it's just not this. Like, I know that this is Western music, but it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's country music, bro. Like this is what country music came out of. And I just, I don't know, man, love this album. They actually, he actually just recently repressed it on vinyl and uh, it's only like 10 bucks. So I think I might grab it.
0: Oh shit. I was going to ask you, what's the vinyl market like on this
1: one? uh, They've repressed it recently. So, uh,
0: dirt cheap, apparently.
1: Yeah. So, Hell, I mean, yeah yeah i'm, I'm here his estate
0: man they're like five cents was a lot to this guy <laughs> he'd be stoked on ten dollars <laughs> no it's funny actually this album came out in what the late 50s 1959 50. yeah like it's funny how when something came out before you were born you think that it's depicting the time that it was made you know yeah and like the sixties were not at all the wild west and no, he makes you no, no, feel no. like it fucking was.
1: No, no, no. Homie home, home lived in Arizona and uh, probably had a decent life on a ranch, but
0: yeah, it's, it's fairy tales, which is, I just love it, man. It's great. Thank you for showing. Me.
1: I'm so glad you liked it, man. All right. So
0: <laughs> next up we got stormsy gang signs and prayer. I, I laugh because it's kind of a jarring transition to go from Marty <laughs> Robbins to Stormzy. And I don't know if you went through that as well.
1: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> i just <laughs> go for it i listened to marty robbins like the like the the day uh the day uh after we recorded last week or like the day after and, okay uh, and, and so i didn't i didn't let it roll as i was taking you didn't notes. Get the transition. no i didn't get the trim, but i can see that um although although i think marty robbins was more of a g than you think bro so oh for
0: sure for sure, <laughs> for sure. he Stormzy might have won the war, but he wouldn't have gone down like a bitch. Marty's (laughs) going down shooting for sure. Um, But yeah, so after hearing Marty Robbins, I wanted to introduce you to an artist that's important to me that you'd never heard as well. And I chose this album from Stormzy because of a text conversation we had after watching uh, the British artist Dave do an insane show-stealing performance at the Brit Awards that included a fucking flaming guitar solo, you asked me if I listened to a lot of British hip hop, and I don't really listen to a lot of it. But the artists I do listen to, I really love. I got into this style of rap because of Stormzy and because of this album, I'd heard British artists before him. But something about his music just hit me differently, the way he's able to articulate himself, the way he's able to crossfade between street bangers and gospel, the way he's able to get one of the pioneers of grime, to do an interlude on this album telling anyone hating on him because he's commercializing the style of music to fuck off because he's going to take it to new heights. He's the one that found the magic formula to make this music fun to listen to, no matter what race or religion you are. And that's a really powerful thing. This album took him to heights that most artists are never going to reach. He ended up headlining Glastonbury being the only rapper other than Jay-Z to headline the festival. Banksy designed the Union Jack bulletproof vest that he wore for the performance. Cool. All personal and historic. Yeah, he's actually wearing that vest on the cover of his second album, Heavy is the Head. But um, all personal and historical significance aside, I really do love the music on this album. Songs like Cold, Big For Your Boots, Mr. Skang, Return of the Rucksack, and Shut Up are the best introduction to grind music you could possibly have. They're energetic. They're infectious. They're creative. They're fucking hilarious at times. I know the more religious stuff won't be for everyone, but I think he makes it pretty palatable. This is a pivotal, pivotal. This is a pivotal uh, <laughs> album, just in terms of me branching out in my taste and discovering artists like Dave, who I ended up texting you. I gave this one a nine out of ten. Cigarettes and Kush is my standout. How did you feel about it?
1: All right. Well. Like we had talked about uh, over text, I've never really paid attention to UK rappers. I knew of Stormzy, um, and I, I think I had maybe heard a song, but I didn't seek it out. I think it maybe had like come on some playlist or something. I was, I was doing it. Um, I hear some major differences between the United States, the shit that the United States is putting out, and the shit that the UK is putting out um this is clearly very important to him and uh rap isn't very important to a lot of the a lot of the artists i guess in in the united states i guess maybe there's like a there's like a there's like a palpable passion coming out of his voice when he raps where i miss that in some of the other in some of the music from the us uh this is good man some of the insults on bad boys are kind of funny um because they're not really insults here um yeah. but uh it's i stupid. uh stupid it's supposed to be stupid <laughs> yes. uh, Oh, man all right well aside from the differences between the u.s and the uk rap i really did enjoy this uh the gospel interludes that separate some of the gang shit kind of represent religion as like a whole to me um be a gangster repent be saved and be saved and absolved rinse and repeat i'm not entirely sure if that's what he was going for i, I doubt it i'm sure he's probably religious and like that's awesome for him um but that's that that's kind of I, I I don't know. I wrote it down, um, but all the gospel stuff was like really well done. Everybody has a great voices. There's good instrumentation throughout the entire album. There's neat. There's cool beats. Um, there's solid lyrical content everywhere. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm going to revisit it, uh, but I did really enjoy this. Um, I gave it a seven. I liked uh, I like Big For Your Boots. For sure.
0: Big For Your Boots is an absolute banger. Uh, that's a fair score. I, I figured you would receive it, you know, a little bit more tepid than I did. Um, I wasn't expecting you to be like 10 out of 10. I, I'm full <laughs> British UK rap fan now. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the passion in his voice that you talk about, though, is an interesting thing, because I think that's what hooked me. It wasn't this album. That wasn't the first thing I heard. He actually did a Brit Awards performance. I think I text you the two that he did and the first one he did he opened with like one of the gospel songs from this and he had it like raining down and he had all these like guys in ski masks behind him and it was like this really weird visual and he went into this freestyle and in the freestyle he called out Teresa May who was I think part of I'm gonna butcher the the whole UK hierarchy of government but essentially there was an atrocity that happened over there called greenfield that the government didn't respond to in a timely manner that left a lot of people in need and they didn't seem to care. So he called them out in that freestyle and they actually had to respond to him because of the response to it. Good for him. Um, It's just a powerful thing. And he clearly comes from, you know, like hard work and you can hear that in his voice and in his music. Um, uh, this is not the last you're going to hear of Stormzy on this podcast. I will be, maybe not every week, but I'll be sprinkling some grime in UK hip hop in from here on out, just until you're caught up to speed on some of my favorite artists and albums. Yeah, but hell yeah! I'll I think that. you're going to like most of it.
1: Yeah, do okay. that. I'm. Uh, I. I didn't. I. I did. I did really like this. So thanks, man. Good.
0: I'm glad. Uh, so you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. For sure. We got one by currency and the alchemist called continue it i'm surprised he released an album this year man yeah not not 10 by now already (laughs) Uh, um yeah this is very measured rollout for him i think he did two singles and what is it mid-february and he's only released one album that's kind of (laughs) crazy i thought this was going to be great just based on the artist and producer pairing alone but i haven't really been able to get into it yet uh i enjoy most currency projects And The Alchemist is one of my favorite producers, but this one just isn't doing it for me. I'm not quite ready to give up on it yet, but it's just a mid for me. I got it like a five or six, Jodeci tape was my standout. You feeling any different?
1: No, I feel almost the same way, but I think I maybe uh, like really searched into myself a little more as to why I didn't like it as much as I liked, uh, as much as I like uh, what Currency and The Alchemist put out both separately and together. The alchemist beads are great, but there's no kick, bro. Yeah,
0: there's I like almost that no
1: kick. There's like almost no kick drum, and that to me is, I don't know, man. I think it. I think it maybe is just a little off-putting for me. I agree. I agree. You need that bounce to it. I think, but I think that was, I mean, obviously that was on purpose. So I don't know, maybe, you know, something like that. This is a currency album. It's good. It's not great. Uh, but I think, uh, I think there's some fatigue when you release, you know, 19 albums a year. Um, it's not amazing. It's not awful. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. I think I put it at a six. Gotcha, man. I agree.
0: 100%. Yep. So next up, we got one I've been anticipating for a while broods with their new album space island i thought this album was really good after coming down from the almost meth-like high of the maria's and magdalena bay's most recent (laughs) albums i was kind of waiting to see what synth pop would give us our next hit and this album did it for me uh the songwriting and production are both top notch her voice sounds great she always seems to find the right melody for the instrumental tovlo was a good choice for a feature even if that song's a little bit repetitive the front half of the album definitely moves along a lot faster than the back half but the whole album is solid heartbreak is the clear standout for me which is no surprise since stint helped produce that song he's one of galant's main producers ah. which explain why that song feels so R&B. I gave this album a 7
1: out of 10 and yeah heartbreak was my favorite How'd you feel about this album? This is great. Um, it's not quite at the level of Magdalena and the Marias for me. Um, and you're no. right. The first, the front half of this album really, really does it. Uh, the back half of the album where it gets kind of ballady is not my favorite, but um, I enjoyed all 32 minutes of this album, man. It was good. I gave it a seven also. I think Distance and Drugs was my favorite. That was a really good, really good track as
0: well. All right. So you ready to close this week out with tin liquor in another lifetime, Brandon. Oh man. Am I ready?
1: (laughs) So I'm going to let you go first. So this is not our universe is an album they put out in 2020. And there was actually, uh, it was funny. I was leaving work and this album had just come out that day and I was bumping it in my car, man. And I was, feeling it my head was bobbing i was dancing a little bit you know and i I, my eyes are closed at this red light and i look over and some of my employees are looking at me laughing right next to me (laughs) um but i just i was just mesmerized by the uh by the last album and i was i was really on the fence about whether or not they were going to be able to put out a project that did uh anything close to what that album did for me, and this did it, bro. Uh, this is incredible, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, I hear some growth from uh, musically from them. Uh, they're adding some extra layers, which is uh, which is really neat and really good to see. And they're they're, they're still they're melodic where they need to be, um, but it's uh, dark and bassy where it needs to be too. Uh, as always, they choose great vocalists, uh, and it's all executed very well. I'm a big fan of this group and, uh, I'm stoked. We got an album and, uh, I think you already know I pre-ordered this vinyl. I gave it a nine. Uh, it is uh rebirth. Uh, the last song on the album is just special, man. What man, are you with us? So
0: I'm a little different than you. That's okay. I, this one is kind of like the currency album in that I thought I would instantly love it just based on name, you know, uh, but it hasn't really hit me the way I expected it to quite yet. I've been a fan of Tin Liquor ever since you first showed me them with their About You EP, which actually still might be my favorite release of theirs to date. And don't get me wrong, this album is full of all the Anjuna Beats vibes I was expecting from them, and I'm not even disappointed by it a little bit. It's just not the instant classic I was personally hoping for, but I'm glad it was for you, or at least close to it. Um, And this has happened a few times this year already for me. I felt a similar way about the Lane 8 album at first, and that one has grown on me a lot the past few weeks. The high points of the album for me are Be Here and Now because uh, those strings are just fucking exquisite. Come Back Home because it's just got those mousetrap little vibes. You Take My Hand, though, is definitely my favorite song on the album so far. Feels like the song where everything they do well just comes together in a really harmonious way. This will definitely be in my rotation for a while, but it didn't blow me away on the first listen. I have this one at a six out of 10, and You Take My Hand is my
1: favorite as of now. But I imagine it'll grow on me. And you know what, man? Uh, If it doesn't, just go back to This Is Our Universe. That's a great album. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you you don't have to always... When people miss the old days of an artist, it's like just go listen to the old fucking album then. Like don't expect the artist to keep releasing
1: the same album over and over because that's what you're a fan of. That's not the way it works. Are you are you are you insulting my views on Bring Me the Horizon again? And the same I was podcast? hoping you would
0: pick up my subtext there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um right. Well that wraps it up for the bu- or for the week. This was fun, man. I'm excited to do it again already. Yeah, bro. We will. Uh, I'm gonna throw on some Afghan wigs. You're gonna throw on some uh, some other music, and uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for next week, buddy. Yes.
0: Like, follow, subscribe. Music by Anthony Reeder. See you next week. Peace. Peace.